Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home services marketplace, and they're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie's helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled professionals to get the job done well. My latest project, tree trimming for our phone lines into the radio show. I mean, any home improvement you need, Angie can help you find the best price for your project. Angie lets you request and compare quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. Angie has cost guides that tell you what others have paid for similar projects, both nationally and in your area. Get started at Angie.com, that's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. The app and the website is free to use. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Center. Happy, happy hour. Yeah. Six time Emmy winner Bruce Valange yeah. is here. Yes. Wow. Bruce Valange is yeah. in my house. I'm among the living. <laughs> I Hi. loved, well, you know this because I've, I've, I, at least I've gotten some of my fan growing out because I've met you previously. Yes. I have loved you for a thousand years. Oh, my God. That's I'm afraid to say something. anything in front yeah. of you because you are the best comedy writer in uh, the history of the world. Yep. Wow. <laughs> Try exchanging emails with him. Six-time Emmy intimidating. winner. Um, I carry on. Uh, Meanwhile, I'm, ba- I'm binding. I'm bonding. I'm binding. That's another thing. That martini's strong, <laughs> That's isn't called it? Passover and there's been matzah. I'm binding. <laughs> I'm bonding with the, uh, the Pyrenees, with the, with this, the mountain Thank dog. you. See, someone it's would pay, so with, pay for that joke right out of the... Well, <laughs> <laughs> right, right away, sure. Um, a, Travis does a, a healthy pour. Joke. Are you enjoying your martini? Yes, indeed, I am. It's a, it's a basil martini, which I said I want with a basil twist. It's a basil twist. After the was puppeteer that your... of that name. Oh, I thought it was your first uh, No, I just said I wanted name. it. I said this is invented by Basil Twist Publicist, which you can't say three times. Fast. Basil Twist Publicist. Yeah, Basil right. Twist Publicist. No. Not after three of those. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, finish this story and say it. Try it after a salad. You'll just see. You'll have a new pattern on the wall. <laughs> Bruce Valanche, mm-hmm. uh, you may know, uh, has is a six-time Emmy Award winner. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's... And he's been writing for uh, Bette Midler for, you say, 150 years now. Yeah, the Paleozoic period. We actually, we go back from to the beginning. The bathhouses? Uh, yeah, actually, I was there. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I was there. I saw her in Hello Dolly there, last there year. Was, I wasn't the first. There was a guy named Bill Hennessy who was her hairdresser. Who was, that was his, yeah. his uh, he was moonlighting. By day, he was Mr. Gerard at Bergdorf's. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh-huh. in, he was a hair burner and... Uh, uh, and then he would write for her at night. Wow! And then and then I came in and uh, you know I, I sort of took charge. Like this is how you write. I, I went on the, the lifelong partnership. Aww. I took that ride. Yeah, 
Um, did you write the Sophie small box jokes? Actually, yes. That, <laughs> yeah, that, I, I sense that the, you did the whole the whole idea. Of Sophie What's your Tucker. favorite? Well, that one actually. My, you know, it's, uh, my boy. Can I say this? Yeah, on absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, right. Right. I wasn't sure. Fuck you know, everybody, oh, fuck ha- yeah. everybody has rules. No, <laughs> you know, you have they, no rules. Not in Stephanie's basement. The space Debbie Boone podcast is different. <laughs> <laughs> It's the it's the uh, the classic. It's uh, yeah, well, by I the was way. in bed last night with my boyfriend Ernie. He said to me, "So if you got no tits in a tight box," I said to him, "Ernie, get off my back." <laughs> now, hey, that joke uh, was so huge when we first did it that it beca- it was on um, the uh, the the first HBO special ever. Actually, Robert Klein was in a yeah. club, but this was the first like HBO concert special ever in 1976. Wow! wow. And it was a, we shot it in Cleveland on her tour, but it was shown all over the world. And about a year later, she went on tour in Europe, and we would be going walking down the street in Berlin, and people on a bus came by and leaned out the window and said, "Get off my back!" <laughs> Over there, wouldn't it be more like, get off mine back? Well, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, they paraphrased. Yes. They were showing off their skills. They were, they were fantastic. Fla- flaunting the way, their linguistry. Can I take a moment to say, fuck the Debbie Boone podcast if you've done that? We'll get one of Mar- Travis's martinis in her. Nope, she will get that she, stick out of her ass. Travis true. will light up her life. I know how to do it. All right. You know, uh, by... by, uh, by as uh, Yin and Yang, mm-hmm. Debbie Boone married... Um, Rosemary Clooney's son. So huh. she had Rosemary as a mother-in-law. She had Rosemary's baby. Yeah, well, sort of. By, <laughs> yeah. by right. default, almost. Okay. Mm-hmm. By, by six degrees of separation. By six inches of separation. <laughs> but so there was the, the, Boone, uh, the Pat Boone on the one side and the Rosemary Clooney. Rosemary's pretty salty yeah. right. on the other yeah. side. So, and, you know, Rosemary had no- notorious yeah. addiction problems. Sure. So she got it all. Yeah. <laughs> she, she's amazing that she is, you know, that she remains vertical. But does that also that means that George Clooney is her cousin? Uh, George is her... Cousin-in-law? Uh, they're uh, her related by marriage. They're, re- they're related by marriage. I thought, yeah. George, because... I thought she was George's aunt for some reason. Rosie was George's yes. aunt. Yes. Okay. was George's aunt. Yeah. Oh, my God. George's father is Nick Clooney, who right. was a broadcaster in Cincinnati and who was known nationally and all that. He's so. best friends with every so huge celebrity that, in Hollywood. I don't even family. know where to start. And I didn't even mention that, that the, the guy she married was Jose Ferrer's son. That's right. Okay. So and they're still oh, married too. I have so what? much to get to. All right. <laughs> so now that we've done, I'm still stuck on the now that we've done our own little knots <laughs> you, landing. You, you wrote her Broadway show Clams Our on the Half Shell. Yeah. Divine Madness. Yep. Yeah. I just I'm stuck on the Ladies, do you have a, a man comes home with the smell of another woman on him? Did you write that? I don't know. Just that whole thing. Uh yeah, well that's the, the rose, right? That's, I think it's the rose. It's the rose, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was either it was me and Jerry Blatt who was another another a writer. Yeah, you know I'm I'm the I'm still standing. <laughs> Unfortunately, we were hit hard. And uh, but uh, Jerry did a lot of the stuff in the Rose. Uh, uh, you know, for stuff for Rose to say, which was kind of like somewhere between Bet and Janis Joplin. Yeah. was where Rose lived. Yeah. And, uh, and it was one of those. So oh, I know in the second part. So when the man come home comes home with the smell of another woman yeah. on him, do you have, tell him dive right in, honey? The water is fine. Or do you tell him? Pack your bags! Yes. Right in the nose. Okay. Yes, she right. knows it. Well, repeated, <laughs> yes. Repeated doings of the road. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Wait, let's talk politics first, because your career yeah, is so legendary. We have so much to get to. But 
I love how, you know, you've been, well, you've always been a political activist, really. Yeah. But I, this Trump shit's just not funny, is it? I no, mean, it, it really isn't. It's, just, it's, it's depressing, and uh, yeah. uh, so it's hard to make jokes. But, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of perversely happy that I don't have to do it every night like people who write mm-hmm. for, for, uh, yeah. for Colbert and, yeah. and Trevor Noah and Fallon and, you know, all the Seth Meyers. Um, because it's to have to go in every day... It's like, in, in a weird way, um, I did the, I did an Oscar show. I've done twenty five Oscar shows, but yes. the one particular one I'm thinking of I was going to say was yes. uh, uh, Meryl Streep and Lily Tomlin were presenting an award to Robert Altman yes. together. Yep. And Meryl, who I've known for years, we used to have the same agent, believe it or not, and uh, it was always kind of just kind of an up personality. She came in and it was like mm-hmm. she had just finished The Devil Wears Prada. Yeah, and uh, I said. Uh, God, you seem like fatigued. And she said, well, it's very difficult to go to work every day and be a cunt. Yeah. <laughs> you know, every day I had to come in there and be this basically terrible person who has a redeeming speech towards the end of it. And you realize that it's, she does these things because essentially she's very hollow. And, yeah. yeah. But, but, you know, three months of that every day, yeah. of that energy will take it out of you. I'm and being- that's what it's like having to write jokes about what Trump is right. doing. Yeah. Well, and what's I was going to say on. it's like being Kellyanne Conway. It's like, well, exactly right. <laughs> Sewer rat Barbie. Kellyanne Conway. Kellyanne Excuse con- me. Cuntyanne Conway. Right. Also known as Scarecrow Barbie. I can outcunt you. Don't start. I, I <laughs> so many can. Just by actual count. You can, yes. By but actual counts. I was reading an interview with you. You said he's a comedy writer, but for Bruce Vallance, there's nothing funny about Election Day 2016, and it just got worse and worse and worse. Sporting a T-shirt with the message, Dance Like Russia Isn't Watching. I was deciding between that and my Love Trump's That's Hate true. Totally Gay outfit, which I... Wardrobe <laughs> for a Bruce Vallance really? happy hour is, a, is a, some shit, I Travis. I short shorts You today. couldn't find anything Jewy. I mean, that's my other thing. I didn't know which way to go. (laughs) Gay, Jew. (laughs) Which way do I go? Activist, show business. Um, But you said it. Then people began calling. It was like that scene out of American Horror Story story this season. It was. You're just like, no, how can it possibly? Oh, it can't get worse, can it? That's why it was uh, that that, uh, series of American Horror Story was so uh, effective because there, everybody, there were so many people who felt that way. Everybody felt that way. We had Leslie had Grossman deep. from that series on. You had? Yeah, we had yeah. Le- Leslie Grossman, who oh, yeah, yeah. She went on the shooting spree in that one. She ah, uh, that's right, right, right. She was a pinhead, right, in the other one, in the first yes. show? Yes, yeah. Okay. Uh, no, in the... In, she's only been in the two most recent ones. Oh, okay. Yeah. We had Matt Walsh. Was, we had Matt Walsh from Veep and Veep this season. They're like, oh, yeah. "Fuck it, we can't. I, we're going to go over the top." But and they're they're, I don't know they're if over be. the top this <laughs> season. Yeah, there's, there's no place else to go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, House of Cards. <laughs> Forget Kevin Spacey. Just go. Fuck it, we can't. This is too evil. We don't know how to. <laughs> Show's canceled. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. Like, it's like this. Oh, we've hit our low. Is like he takes it as a fucking challenge. We got to stop saying that. Yeah. Yeah. Right? He's yeah, like, oh, you thought caging children was baby. Yeah, it was I mean, bad. It, Hold it, my, yeah, you know, he was, Orange Julius. Exactly. He just responds to everything, you know. She, and Huckabeast, the mud wrestler, press yeah. secretary, just says, well, you know, he punches back. And that's, that covers everything. That's like people who say, I, I'm bipolar, so anything I do to you is okay. Yeah. Because I'm not a well person. I'm off my meds. It's like I mean, being in a relationship with a bipolar. Yeah, man, right. Right. The, every day, this he's never, and he won't ever shut the fuck yeah. up. He's just in our face every. Mm-hmm. How many tweets this morning, Travis? Twelve before in one six a.m. Twelve. Twelve. In one hour. Yeah. yeah. Now this is not to say that bipolar people uh, are difficult to deal with if they're on their medication and they are aware, but right. they use it as an excuse for bad behavior. 
So please don't don't call them, don't no. come to the house with torches and pitchforks, bipolar people. Cards and letters. I'm not referring to you in specifics. <laughs> okay. Um. So. Uh, all right. Uh, yes. You. Uh, so I'm reading an article. You said there was. It's funny on the face of it, but tragic in effect. Trump's dysfunction has our country on society. It just can't be happening, but it is happening. Um, and then you, you talk about Twitter. Social media has given a voice to people who would be in the wilderness. The whole twat, pardon me, tweet culture. Mm-hmm. It really is mm-hmm. twat culture. You're right. You were right the first time. No, it's true. And he's so not funny. And he's so like oh, him. Well, yeah. Twitter, right? But isn't everybody like as an unbelievable comedy writer? You're just like, wow. Anybody just gets on Twitter like this asshole and goes, you know, oh, this is funny. Yeah. On the other hand, uh, if you want to file this under light on the in the horizon. Uh, there's uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who is where she is because yeah. of Twitter, yep. and yeah. who, is, who has conquered social media. Oh, she as, will cut as, a bitch. As far as I can tell, she hasn't done much else but conquer social media and get elected. Yeah. I'm still waiting for the wonderfulness to occur, yeah. but um, that's just me. Mm-hmm. I love and her. And I know people are rabid about her, so I don't you know, want to tread on her, because, yeah. and also because I suspect there's a lot of potential there. Yes. Yeah. Also, yeah. I agree with that, Absolutely. which is a good thing. Yeah. yeah. So um, that, but she's a creation of social media as much as he is. I've been asked this just as you have as an out gay person so many <laughs> times. I just did a logo special and they said, I just wish I was as funny as you because they, they asked well, you this pretty. all the time. What thing? Oh, you got Chris, that. so are you. <laughs> but they said, so what nice. advice? Joan Rivers said, what? God divides. <laughs> God divides. Okay. If you're ugly, you're brilliant. If you're pretty, you're dumb as fuck. Uh, okay. God divides. Uh, uh, and no flying saucer talk. ever landed at Harvard. Can we talk? They only land in a wheat field in Iowa. <laughs> it's the UFO thing, right? The UFO lands. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. I they never land in Cambridge and Harvard Square. No. <laughs> They're not at the Brattle Square Cinema, little green men watching, <laughs> watching Visconti pictures. No. <laughs> Go to bumfuck Iowa. <laughs> That's you exactly gotta, right. If your plane's gonna land in Tennessee, go down with the plane. That's right. They land near a Sonic Burger, and they figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I just love here. They said, "What what advice would you give to offer a young Bruce?" And you said, "I wouldn't speak to a young Bruce. He's not my type." <laughs> hey, I always feel like I have to say something heartfelt and hopeful. I was like, "Oh, why couldn't Bruce Valance be writing for me? Get me, Bruce." <laughs> which is the name of the documentary, because everyone that wants funny writing says, oh, get yep. me, Bruce. Speaking of which, I watched a show last night, um, called, a new show called Bless This House that's Lake Bell and mess. Zach Shepard. Right. And yep. Begley Jr. was here in the seat two weeks ago. Really? Yes. Anyway, it had a hysterical name line. Dropper. Lake Bell's mother is talking. She's not, she doesn't approve of Zach Shepard at all. And she says, I don't know, darling. I don't know. He must have a very large penis or a very interesting one. <laughs> <laughs> And he overhears it and says, they're both. I'll show you next time you're over. It is funny. Thought, it looks, this, yeah. is a, this kind of dialogue is new to, for me on ABC. Yeah, yeah. Saying, I'm, I'm it looks really it. funny. Yeah, we, we saw the uh, the trailer. And I love Susie Essman as the mom. You know, she's like, put Su- the cow on the Susie phone. Essman. I want to speak to the cow. That's yeah. right. Susie, yes. Susie Essman. No yeah. wonder it was so funny. Oh, so she's, well, she's one of those people who anything she's she just, says. Yep. Yeah. Fuck you, I mean, you fucking Jew face, Larry. Right. Yeah, I mean, how right. do you, how <laughs> do you gets, write that? She's so good. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Anyway, we, but no, we digress. Yeah. yeah, we do digress. Narcissism uh, Central. How may I direct your call to me? <laughs> <laughs> now you're channeling her friend Lily Tomlin. Really? Is that exactly? Yeah. <laughs> Certainly. <laughs> and here's a snore. Well, I've been writing for her for. I uh-huh. know. Another one since the antediluvian period. Travis, don't start a name dropping game with Bruce Valange. Yeah. 
He Holy will beat fuck, you into the man. ground. I know you, but then Although they, Lily, but Lily, then they bring up you know anybody who's anybody whose name starts with Lil. I, yeah. I've never except Lily, but Little, Little Tom, Little Pete, Little Kelly, Little Jazz, Little Jizz, Little I don't know. I, I, I haven't read any of that. Your rap little Jizz, I feel is sorry for. Is that your rap for, name, but, Little Jizz? No, my rap name is Heavy Flow Days. <laughs> well, I thought that was your drag name. No, I have, my drag name is Rachel Profiling. <laughs> <laughs> I have many drag names. I have hundreds and hundreds. Whitney Zindatub. So That's right. another good one. <laughs> That's a sick drag hey, name. Why am I bothering to talk on a Bruce Ballant happy hour? I don't hour? know. Go Just ahead. shut the fuck up and let Bruce yeah, Ballant talk. Take it. <laughs> All right. I, well, now that we brought up the Oscars, I mean, I, seriously, 23 times, I remember I'd forgotten all of your highlights, the 1992 ceremonies, uh, when you, uh, Billy Crystal, when Jack Pallant, Jack Pallant did that, those one-arm push-ups, yeah, right, yeah. you not only have to write topical material right up to the day of, then that happened during the show, and you're furiously yeah. rewriting, yeah. and, and it was did. classic. We, just, we threw out the script, and we just started to go with Jack Pallant's jokes, because what he what he did was just first of all i mean uh um the the part that nobody ever sees is jack won his oscar for billy's movie right city right. slickers right and billy wrote the movie for him or had the movie written for him by uh, lowell gans and Bobby mandel and he uh uh but that they had him for that character that was who they wanted and they got him and he was brilliant so he gets nominated so and he had a whole resurgence because of this mm-hmm. yeah and so he came out, and I know Billy did some joke about him in the monologue, and they cut to him, and of course, him, Mount Rushmore. <laughs> and, and then he won. And then he comes up on stage, and the first thing he says is, Billy Crystal, I crap bigger than him. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> Which I thought, I thought the network censor was going to have a CHF right there. Yeah, right and, there. Yeah. And, uh, um, and so that was what started it. Yeah. So it gave Billy the license to keep coming back and doing jokes about yeah. these push-ups that he was doing. Maybe you wrote so. for Billy and obviously uh, Whoopi and Letterman and everybody. Whoopi, and Whoopi presented the award because she had won the previous year oh, for Ghost. Yeah. That's so right. So she was standing behind Jack as he was doing the push-ups thinking to herself, how the fuck do I get off stage? <laughs> what, what now? <laughs> what, what can I do? The sit-ups, what do you do? Can, what can I do? Can I, can I trip and be dragged away? <laughs> The other thing, of course, I uh, Hollywood Squares. Yes. Yeah. Being of a certain age, I, yeah. first of all, I had no gaydar. I was in love with Paul Lind. So yeah. and then you came along on the new Holly. And I well, just, yeah. you were head writer and just. I was. And I was supposed to be the whoopee chamber. I mean, I was. they put me next to her thinking I would cal- keep her calm because they were scared of her a little bit. And uh, uh, and I said, no, you don't understand uh that she is really a, 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 a Jewish guy, and I'm really a black woman. <laughs> Ask anybody who slept with me. <laughs> How many so, of those people so, are there? I mean, please, this is, <laughs> all right. I, now it's all on a, you know. Let's book a new happy it's hour. In, it's people in the Bruce cloud. Bruce has booked happy hour. I put hour. it in the cloud. Uh, I used to have, I used to say, I would say the Rolodex, but who knows what those are. It's in the cloud. On the cloud. <laughs> but, we, I, it, and we had a good time. I mean, we had a, very, a lot of a lot of fun, but it was, it was, I, kind of became the de facto Paul because but you are you are like our, our generation's for, Paul I Lind. For Paul but you know Paul was <gasps> but Paul was a, a, a that that school of the old school mm-hmm. uh, gay guys who everybody knew was gay but you never talked about right it. my okay you can tell me yours my favorite moment is remember the woman said oh Paul I've been in love with you forever I want to marry you and he just goes oh please lady <laughs> well he used to well, uh, I he did a show. We did it. We would do it in, in the summers. 
Right. We would do a tour. He would go out with, and he would bring different acts along with him. And he would do comedy stuff. And uh, at one point, he would, he would take a, a questions from the audience. And he was always wearing, uh, at that point, a gold lame caftan and, uh, <laughs> with Mar a martini because in his of hand. Course. And, <laughs> Gotten from a Liberace yard sale. <laughs> the first time we did it, a woman uh, got up and said, are you married? And he just looked at her and said, lady, do you live in a cave? <laughs> <laughs> And that was the standard one every time. We had to plant somebody to say that because it was just too good because that was a joke. But I was, was, you know, the gay guy who was actually having sex and was talking about right. it right. as if I were a straight guy having sex, which was very scary yeah. to a lot of people. You know, and that's the reason that Ellen's sitcom went away. She wanted to cancel it after she came out because she said, look, I'm a single woman. I have now come out. I'm going to be do dating. Who am I going to be dating? Right. Other women. Right. And they didn't want to see that. What's that? Was the, so, and the ratings went tung, 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 because right. it was okay for her to say, I'm Ellen, I'm gay, and she can just go on being, right. I don't know what, Lucy? Yeah. You know, but if she was going to have any kind of a life as a human yes, being. Yes, hermaphrodite Lucy. Exactly. It was right. going to not yeah. be, a, it was going to have to be a sexless life, which made no sense. Yeah. And uh, if they added uh, partners to it, the audience... Uh, a large part of the audience went away. So she, her instinct was correct, but you know, okay, but but she we, went with it because there was a lot of money and right. you know, okay, right. it was an experiment. We, I'm so glad you brought that up because I've been dying to talk to you about Mayor Pete. Ah, and yeah. I, that's such an interesting story because at that time for gay people, we were all like, oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah you can't come out of You're going to ruin your career. She moved to Ojai. She said, I couldn't get arrested. So then she reinvents herself and she's the most successful mm -hmm. daytime host since Oprah. Mm -hmm. So, and well, partially the times changed. She opened the yeah. door for Will and Grace yes. right. and uh, right. a whole lot of other stuff. I mean, she absolutely was the vanguard of all of that, and, mm -hmm. and nothing can ever take that away from her. She's the, like the most politically significant gay person of the century. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but but uh, that's what changed. What changed? The, the times had changed that allowed so, her to come back as Oprah. Right. But here's, okay, we've been having this debate on the show, right, about are we afraid of what we are? Because I Moby happens to be my neighbor, and he's very politically active. Ooh. And ran into him, and he's like, "I just, you know, went to see Mayor Pete. I think he's, I'm, he's amazing." And I was like, "I, I think so too." I said, "Are we really going to elect a 37 year old gay guy?" And he's like, "We elected a, you know, black guy with a terrorist name." <laughs> and I thought, like, I, I mean, we re elected you, a reality re show tv host right, yeah. right right i mean i think at this point anything is on the table right if you are appealing enough in other areas right and and you downplay that's the progress when it's the, the seventh thing that, about you yeah, yeah that, that's it's, what i keep exactly. saying it's the sixth most interesting thing about right. him it is not who he is right and he's not the gay candidate right he's the millennial candidate he's uh he's a the, lot of the, other he's the veteran he's the yeah, right he's the, the more important he's the thing democratic is, christian yeah Right, democratic. The more important thing is he's a yeah. pianist, which sounds like penis, but yeah, he's right. not. Yeah. He's an right. Right. concert pianist. He's pretty. Pianist. He's pretty good. Yeah, I just worry that he's not tall enough to stand next to Trump in a debate. But I think that he could also do what Hillary wouldn't do, which is to turn on him and say, "Sit the fuck down." Yeah, get the fuck yeah. away from me. <laughs> right, yeah. back off, creep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but anyway, so what? Do, and what? So what else do you think of the other twenty twenty candidates? And what do you, I mean, I just was, you know, I haven't thought much about them because I'm waiting to see what they all have to mm -hmm. say. And frankly, I'm waiting to see how it shakes out, mm -hmm. as everybody is. Mm -hmm. I mean, all of this stuff is nice. I'm with this one. I'm with that one. Let's see what happens when they when people start voting. Right. For yeah. Them. Nobody has to make a decision Let's until next year. Right. Let's see who they're really interested. But in. isn't, well, isn't yeah, that exactly. nice what Chris just said, Bruce, that I think, 
you know, those of us of a certain generation, look how long our friend Lily was in the closet because you couldn't come out when she was back on mm-hmm. laughing and, you know, and people just didn't, I think, talk about people's personal life back then. Like they just made, I, yeah. I think, assumptions, but I think like that's going to be the interesting thing, right? Because people of our generation and older, I mean, I still know some people in Hollywood in the closet because they think it's going to hurt their career, but I thought like that's, you know, what's well, so but- inspiring about being 37 is he's, and he, you know. I mean, I remember when Ellen, he had that conversation. Oh, we're with Rachel, Rachel. Sorry. about First of all, how exciting is that? The you know, number one cable news anchor talking to, right? Gay. Right, yeah. Talking to, you know, right. presidential candidate. Same thing with Anderson Cooper. You're like, yeah. this is already progress. Mm-hmm. I know. But, it's so funny because when I hear these, I, I remind you know, I'm, I'm very Jewish. And, and every time there was some kind of a Jewish candidate, for years and years, it was always, and you know, he's a Jew. He's a Jew. I mean, it was, and, and it was like, Passed around the dinner table, right? The fact that yeah. you know, you know, uh, uh, Joe Lieberman, Jewish, right? <laughs> He's and, a Jew, right? And no, the, we, right. But you know, we never thought we'd have a Catholic president. Never thought we'd have a black right. president. Never thought, you mm-hmm. know. So yeah, but I, I mean, interesting that he's sort of. Uh, I, I think at first, before I'd seen him, I just thought, oh, no, like, there's no way he's right. But I thought, like, don't let them make us, don't let the bullies make us afraid to right. go, oh, can't be a woman because Hillary can't be, okay, can't be a black person because, uh, the Trumpers, you know, it's like, who yeah. fuck them? I think I told you this story. A friend of mine's from South Bend, Indiana. Her dad yeah. taught at Notre Dame. She, her uh, sister went to school with Pete. Uh-huh. And when I met her five years ago, when he was the mayor of South Bend, she said to me, she's like, oh, no, our mayor is going to be the first gay president. And this yeah. is when no one knew who Pete Buttigieg was. And that's how I could say his name because yeah. I learned to say it with, before I saw right, it. Right, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. But this is like, a, you know, a little Catholic girl uh, from Indiana. I will, <laughs> I will say uh, what I've noticed lately is since the, the crazy sort of Westboro Baptist Church uh, wrong wing, mm-hmm. uh, that they've started going after him. Every time they show up at one of his events with, with their, their Jesus yeah. on the cross stunt or whatever they do, it makes him better. Because his response to it is, well, that's just going to happen. And they are making themselves more ridiculous yeah. every mm-hmm. time. And not just ridiculous, but fringy. Fringier and fringier. Yeah, yeah they're the freaks now. Right. To, uh-huh. to, to <laughs> religious people who might have, you know, the old religious bigotry second thoughts, look at, look at the protesters yeah. and kind of say, you know, it is kind of ridiculous. Yeah. I mean... Well, I am I, living in the modern world. The conversation with Rachel was that she, she couldn't believe it was so late that he came out 33. And I was like, wow. <laughs> that's. I mean, I came out publicly a lot later, but you, I, I think I read, you said you'd always sort of been out or you were bisexual. Well, I've been and, out, but I, and then you know, you were I'm like, so old that, that it was unheard of. Right. I mean, you know, I was in college when Stonewall happened. So yeah. uh, you, it wasn't anything you did. You didn't, you know, declare yourself like baggage at customs. I mean, you... <laughs> People knew that what who you were, and I mean the the people you wanted to know knew, and the others would would not would guess or would not care. Or, yeah. Uh, so um, they would only care if you made an issue of it. But uh, what was your girlfriend experience like? Crystal Boy famously uh, got a yeast infection from what well, having oral sex well, with a woman, and that was kind of in it. his throat. That was kind of it. I was about to say, yeah, yeah, really, yeah, I did, yeah. Well, that, that was the last time how, I ever. Was that was the last time you ever had really relations what, with a woman. Had the clam appetizer. <laughs> it was 1990. Yep, I see. <laughs> the clams were bad. <laughs> you know, once you never uh, have clams again. Right. <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't say I'm uh, I'm bisexual because I really don't. I mean, I, I, I'm not. I don't believe in it. I mean, I, I am func- I can function with women and and occasionally do, but it's been a long time because I'm not interested. 
I mean, yeah. I'm interested in men. So, so I'm functionally bisexual, but I mean, if, if somebody wants to say they're bisexual, I support them wholeheartedly and they deserve every right that everybody else has. But for my money, I mean, I think, I don't know any bisexuals who over 25. They've all kind of made their minds up. Pick the team. Okay. Yeah. About the, I mean, they, maybe there are a few. I mean, I, you know. There are some. I've uh, dated all of them. Uh, really? <laughs> yeah. I like well, the pretty feminine types. And, uh, your, exactly. and your nephew is famously one of them. Yes. yes. My next nephew. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. So, okay. So they're there. I, that was, I've always, I'm, I find women attractive. I, mm -hmm. You know, uh, that, I don't have a problem with any of I that. I would but fucking I, nail you right after but, this podcast ah, if babe. you would do it. But all right, we're on. Right, Let's yeah. see. You know, it's it's afternoon. And I feel like just that language there's, is going to make him. You know, is almost. There's a bedroom right upstairs. <laughs> a, hmm? There's a bedroom right upstairs. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, yeah. I, I got a Casper mattress with your what? name on. Go <laughs> 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 back, Casper. Where's my nostalgia Never. music? Bruce Valange. Here's my. Yes, I had a girlfriend. Actress. So I did. That's in answer to your question. I had a girlfriend. Yeah. I had several girlfriends, but uh -huh. I always felt that uh, whoever was my girlfriend deserved better than me than a guy who was sneaking off to the Greyhound at night looking for. You know, stray sailors. How and many that was buses we, that can was you take? We did then because everything was secret. You yeah, know, everything yeah. was it was a it was a secret society. We were outlaws, and yeah, I, mean, I came a little bit after uh, the Judy generation, which is where people who went to go to bars and could get arrested for t touching yeah. uh, some a guy who was an Amazing. undercover cop. Yeah. That had had kind of blown away by the time I was good. Amazing. Out. They put time and resources into that bullshit. Uh, yeah, well. Okay. Uh, nostalgia music, please. Ladies and gentlemen, Bruce Valange was mm. born in New York City. Mm. When he was four days old, he was adopted by an optometrist. Yes. That's where you got all those fantastic glasses. I know. I, 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 Is it better or worse now? Better or worse than your childhood? I better only worse. got the, the, the sunglass frames, you know, that, that the fat ladies ordered. And I don't know why it was always fat ladies, but they were always like the cast eye glasses. Yeah. And uh, and I would set them off and have them in my uh, done in my prescription. And my father would say, "Who's ordering all of these cats? <laughs> Which of my patients is ordering?" Well, it was all me. <laughs> all right, I'm dejected now because you Sorry, missed my optometrist stroke. Was your childhood oh better God, or worse? So better or worse? Better or worse than now? Which way is the e facing? All right, what? listen. You also <laughs> Lane. <laughs> I love this part. You were in Lane Bryant's charming club division as a chubby child model. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It was. Uh, there weren't enough fat women. They had to get fat kids. Oh, Chris, 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 Chris you need to share your yeah. childhood. Oh, share Chris's childhood well, story. I, no, there, we were shopping for tough skins at, at Sears. And, yes, um, you do. And the, uh, the sales lady said to my mother in a really shame, uh, low whisper, we're going to have to go to the husky section. Oh. Yeah. Goodness. And that, that husky that's, was where I... That yeah. Was the, I, I became a husky. Yeah, and the neither, way she said man it, nor boy. and the way she said it made it feel like something to be ashamed of. Well, it was, especially when you looked at the clothes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everything was seersucker. I mean, I never understood that. Fashion was horrible. It was it was bad. Huskies were bad. But the idea of the of the ad was um, if you uh, uh, if you took uh, had your ethnic son dressed in these clothes, he would wind up with some gorgeous, you know, shiksa goddess. Uh. <laughs> I think, Chris's I think, goal, I think, yeah. but one without a yeast infection. Right. Well, I think I did. I did one campaign with Carol Lindley, who was uh, really yeah. Mrs. Roper. Uh, no, that's Audra Lindley. Audra Lindley. Oh, Carol Lindley is. You will probably remember from the Poseidon Adventure. She was the blonde. Yes. I think she sang the morning after, but didn't really sing it. Okay. But uh, she was a big teen star and young, young Hollywood movie star in the fifties and sixties. All right. I 
Okay. I, I don't know. It's hard to pick a favorite. Co-writer for the Donnie Marie show mm-hmm. for the Star Wars holiday special. Mm-hmm. The Brady Bunch. Wait, 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 back wait, up. Yeah. Brady that's, Bunch Variety Hour. Okay. We're, that's always a dinner Wookie party Christmas? shortstop. Hmm? Wookie Christmas Life was Day. That was mine, Wookie Christmas. No, it was George Lucas's idea. <laughs> I yes. wrote it. It was wow. George, it was George's idea. That is legendary. I know. Uh, B. I, Arthur I was in write it. A book. B. was in it. That was, that was partially my idea. <laughs> I wanted, we needed, to, you know, uh, because it was one of those big old variety specials that you had to have a lot of uh, stars. Yeah, stars, yeah. And doing music. And B. was Maud at the time. Uh-huh. And so she was a big CBS star. Walter. So, uh, Walter. And, but she had come from Broadway. She had never done, she'd never sung on television. Okay. And, you know, she was the original Yenta the Matchmaker in Fiddler on the Roof. Right. And she was the original Vera Charles in Mame. We'll always be bosom buddies. So she wanted, she'd won Tony's and she wanted to sing. So uh, we made her the woman who runs the bar on Tatooine, the yeah. canteen. She ran the joint. <laughs> and, and she sang to all the aliens. <laughs> and she sang, she brought in a song by. Uh, Bertolt Brecht and Kurt Weil. It's with the Alabama song, which you may know. Oh, show me the way to the next whiskey bar. Frank wow. Zappa recorded it. Hang on, the I gotta go. Of invention. I gotta go deep with Donnie Osmond with you for a second. Yes, my favorite song, Yo Yo. Yours? Uh, oh my God, what's my favorite Burn one? The one that got him arrested. What was you got it? me turning like a yo yo. Uh, you know, I mean, I did, I did so many of those shows. I forget what he sang. Right. Well, <laughs> Puppy love. You're was just that one bad apple yeah. in the writing staff, and aren't you? And she sang paper, uh, paper, paper roses. roses. Yes. Was yeah. that hers? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't. Uh, you know something? Who I, knows? I don't okay. remember. Okay. I, Here's another famous yes. thing. I totally forgot about the very famous final broadcast of Johnny Carson, where Bette Midler yeah. sang, yeah. Um, "You made me love me." That's right. Uh, you, you, made, you made me watch you, made me you watch to you. the tune of "You made me love you," That's which right. you wrote. I wrote with Mark Shaman. Won an Emmy. Who wrote hairspray and wrote. And wrote the songs she sang on the Oscars this year for Mary Poppins' Return. Oh. And wrote the songs for uh, South Park the movie. South Park. You're, you're a big softy. Because right. that was like a tearjerker. You're so funny. But that was, I remember that was just like, jo- jo- Johnny was crying, right? Yeah. It was, yeah, it was great. It was a great, it was a wonderful night. I mean, you know, we, we sat down and we, it, when they said, we're going to have you and Robin and uh, Williams. Robin Williams. Yes. And because um, uh, they were his favorite guests. When Bet Bet was on the show thirty-seven times, mm. and she was when she started, she was a girl singing in the Turkish bath in New York, and and he yeah. put her on because she was still in New York, and he took her to Vegas to open for him, which was a surreal experience because his audience was they'd seen her on to the Tonight Show, but they they weren't ready for her. <laughs> they were they were expecting like one of the McGuire sisters, to come out. <laughs> and uh, so that did not go well, but. Uh, so he, he, but he was always her her biggest fan. So he uh, uh, wanted to have her on the show. So we sat down, me and Mark and Bet, and we uh, said we let this should be like a real Bet Midler show. Yeah, you know, I mean, we should have the Harlets and do a big number, and then you should you should we should do a little throwaway thing with him, which they they did. That was uh, you made me love you. That mm-hmm. was what they did on the uh, on the panel, and then she right. closed it with um, one from uh, baby. With the quarter to three. And so oh, it was like it yeah, had yeah, structure yeah, yeah. and all that. And she won an Emmy. Three. She won the Emmy that year for a yeah. variety performance, which is an Emmy they don't give anymore, I'd like to point out. And they should give it again. Yes. But, you know. I know. So all Leslie right. Jones could win something already. I saved up something. <laughs> okay, I know. You've done everything. You played uh, Edna Turnblad in uh, Hairspray on That's Broadway. Okay, but can we just, okay, I had to settle myself. Travis, you know I'm going to have to settle myself. In 1975... Valanche made his feature film debut playing a dress manufacturer in the film 
Mm-hmm. Mahogany, starring Diana Ross. Oh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna lose my shit. I'm gonna lose my shit. How obsessed am I with mahogany? Uh, too obsessed. It's un- it's uncomfortable for all of us, and you bring really? it up all the time. Yes. You loser, Brian, and nobody loves you. <laughs> nobody. Oh, I thought someone did. Well, nobody does. Nobody. Is that your Fred Sanford or your Tina Turner? That's. I, I, do you know? Do you know? Do you know where you're going to? It's deeper. It's from Millie Jackson. You have to look that up. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for running with that, though. Yeah. You, you picked that up and ran with it. Well, yeah. <laughs> when you look behind you, I know. is there an open door? Is there an open door? No. That no. picture. Here, here's one. You have to brace yourself because I'm about oh, to yeah. to shatter your oh, world. God. Oh, no. It was written for Liza Minnelli. What? Whoa! Oh. Nobody but Diana could play it. That's right. I wow. know. Well, it became that. It was written by Bob Merrill, who wrote uh, uh, Bye Bye Birdie mm-hmm. for Broadway. He wrote Funny Girl. Yeah. He wrote the, the lyrics for Funny Girl. And uh, he was a big Broadway writer. And he wrote this thing. And the, the, the assignment at Paramount was... Write a Susan Hayward movie for Liza Minnelli, because they're so alike. <laughs> but you know what? It, I mean that what that meant was a girl who comes from nowhere and becomes a big star, yes. yeah. but yes. can't find true love. Right. Susan Hayward did 140 of those movies. So oh, uh, I love so it, it so much. Interesting. And Liza said, "What? You know, because she had been Sally Bowles. Right. She was not, not interested, <laughs> or she was about to. Thank be Thank God." Yeah, so uh, they uh, Barry Gordy was looking for a picture for Diana to do after Lady Sings the Blues, which had been a gigantic <gasps> And so he thought a Susan Hayward picture would be great because her audience, there was a black audience out there who yeah. would come to see this because they, there hadn't been a movie like this with a black star. Mm-hmm. Nobody had done it before. Dorothy yeah. Dandridge. I mean, they weren't that Diane Carroll. None of those people who got to do movies ever got to really play those parts. So that was the the... The, the good-hearted reason behind it. And, of course, it became a gigantic soap opera because uh, he fired the director, Tony Richardson, who was an Oscar-winning director right. who was married to Vanessa Redgrave and was the father of Natasha Richardson and Jolie Richardson. Mm-hmm. And uh, he fired him and took over the, as directing director himself. And, of course, he turned it into this big-ass glossy soap opera. Yes. And my part got cut down. God damn it. Because I was in the Chicago part of the story before she's famous. And Barry's goal was to get the picture to Rome as soon as possible. Because Rome's prettier. Chicago's ugly. Rome is pretty. How dare he? So, <laughs> and he was, that was him explaining to me why they were cutting oh, the scene. God. And then in the original, I hired her and she worked for me. And then he, he reshot the scene so I didn't hire her. So I would be in the movie. Oh, because, oh okay. Uh, yeah. What was Diana Ross like to work she was, with? She was fabulous. She's, I mean, subsequently, uh, I did her... Vegas act and we did a concert tour and an Emmy spe- winning mm. special and she was she was t- wonderful. Uh, but the funny part was that uh, in this movie, she was this uh, the girl from the projects who had a dream, yes, right? Yes. So I only saw her as this kid, right, who was never dressed up or anything like that. And one day uh, when we were we finished shooting and she said, uh, uh, "I have to get dressed because I have to go to a benefit tonight." And uh, she disappeared into her trailer, and about an, an, an hour later, Diana Ross came out. <laughs> the right. eyelashes that you could nest, Ain't no you could nest an uh, eagle in. The hair. The hair. Yeah. The bedazzle, the glitter, the full, the, you know, the dead animal, the stroke victim mink. You were like, stop, in the name of love. Right, what? exactly right. Oh, fuck. That's exactly what I said. Who is this woman? 
<laughs> and that was Diana Ross. Right. Oh my God. Right. But it also makes me think is that you said they rewrote that movie for her because originally she was supposed to be the bodyguard. Yes, the bodyguard was written for her and Ryan O'Neill. Yeah. Wow. And it never wow. got made. And then it they... never got made. I think you know she didn't. First of all, she was beaten down by the uh, the failure of the Wiz. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and and I think that she had like a lot of these. A lot of women have a fear that she couldn't be the love object that uh she didn't want to have to to kiss the guy that she didn't want she wanted to do stories that were that were not just romances and because she's a romantic singer they wanted and glamorous they mm-hmm. wanted her to be in those kinds of movies yeah. like mahogany right where she would do that, and she resisted that she just resisted that the rest of her of her career you know like there the scene where he's speaking at his political rally at the end. Yes. Is there a woman here? Yes! Me! <laughs> I, you understand how I love... I'm obsessed with that movie. Well, I love it so much. The, the, the ad campaign, it was like... Love, love Story it had Love Never Means have, Having to Say You're Sorry. And Mahogany had one like that. Success is nothing. Success is nothing. Without That's someone it. you love to share it with. Success I, is nothing. I, without somebody. I built my life oh, on that until great. I ended up a single fucking loser in my basement. Thanks, so, Diana. So when the, I met RuPaul the uh-huh. first time. And oh, my was, God. You played Santa, You dressed as Santa Claus. I've, RuPaul's just, I've okay. done like four or five of the okay. drag races as a judge, a comedy mentor, a Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. But I, I had written. He had a Vegas act, uh, which, which I wrote. And the first time I met him, he came up to me and he said, you're in Mahogany. <laughs> See, I'm telling you, said, of all your and resume said, and Emmys, I, I'm like, oh. he said, I can't. Be- I said, I can't believe you know that. He said, 32 minutes in. <laughs> wow. And so I went home, of course, and pulled out my VHS. Sure. That's you know what? what? I'm going to watch it Mahogany. And 32 minutes in, by God, there I am. I'm watching. And it I this thought weekend. to myself, not for nothing is he RuPaul. That's right. This guy is going to go places. He was this one of the first guy guests is on the money. He was one of the first guests on my late night TV show, oh, yeah. and I hugged him, and I was. Like touched his breast. I was like, "Ooh, what are those made of?" And he goes, "Egg McMuffins." Who's hungry? <laughs> he's pretty great. I, yeah. He's pretty he fucking is. fantastic. The real thing. Hang on, real quick. Uh, you played Arnold Schwarzenegger in the Cartoon Network's Adult Swim. I did. So go, wow. you do yours. I'll do I, uh, no, it. I sounds exactly the same as my diner. Come, Maria, come to me in Sacramento. Uh, with, yeah. With three way with the maid. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> Yo, good to terminate the deficit. It was... I didn't Hasta ha- la vista, good Davis. <laughs> I didn't have to be a good Arnold Schwarzenegger. It was... the As I recall, the thing was just... It was the Eric Andre show, I it think. It is not a tumor. <laughs> of any kind. Right. I think we could, we could sell this for kids' birthday parties. Yeah. At the, at Dueling at Schwarzenegger. The very least. <laughs> All right. Let's, this brings us to the... I had to have some space between things that are going to make me lose my shit about right. Bruce for lunch. Because you're obviously famous for all the charity work you've done on behalf of AIDS, etc. Uh, okay. We, you're here because we just had our friend oh. Joan Van Arken. Yes. I, who, I have something to plug. That's yes. right. Oh, it's so rare. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure you, you plug things every night. And jo- almost everyone that's just been on the happy hour, yeah. Yeah. Joan Van Ark. Greg Louganis, Mo right. Gaffney, Wilson Cruz. Right. They're starring Robert in Robert Gant's going to be in next week. A yep. reading of The Valley of the Dolls. We are. We are doing Oh, my God. Shrieking. Oh. Where do I? How do I? Oh, how do I? This Where is going to be I? amazing. Get on how the train. Get, get on, on the train. Get on the train. The it's snowing. Insane. Get on the train. <laughs> so you come crawling back to the happy hour. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
<laughs> no room for booze and Broadway drugs. doesn't go for booze and dope. Yes, but the happy does hour it? does. Yes. Yes, we do. <laughs> you come me. Booze crawling, and dope. You come crawling you back come from Hairspay on Broadway, That's Bruce Valange. Right. Well, let me get my wig out of the toilet and we'll go to work. Now you get, <laughs> now you get out of here because I got a man waiting for Oh, no, you have a man waiting for me. I got your man waiting for me. Uh, how do I? Okay. You are doing a benefit reading of Jacqueline Susan's Valley of the Dolls at the LGBT Center's Renberg Theater. Mm-hmm. Uh... Friday, May 3rd, and Saturday, May 4th. Please do a matinee so I can go. Oh, okay. we may do one Saturday. We'll see if, enough, if we think if enough response. You know, Please, if, so Mama can go. There's, there's been hinting at it. 100% of the proceeds will, will uh, benefit the mental health services at the Los Angeles. Uh, Which is totally LGBT. appropriate. Yes. <laughs> if you know anything about value. Wilson all. Cruz is Neely O'Hara. Yes. <laughs> Jolie Fisher is the narrator. Mo Gaffney. Uh, Greg Luganis, who I love. He's, he's going to make a splash in this. He's my lover, Tony. What? Lorraine yes. Newman, Cheryl Lee Ralph, Joan Van Ark, Bruce Valanche, Marisa uh, Jarrett, Winokur. I, I, I can't. I got, okay. Mr. Jarrett Winokur, my daughter in Hairspray. I just would like That's to right. That. That's true. Oh, I forgot about that. Yes. My daughter in Hairspray when we did it out here at the Pantage oh, and on Broadway for a while. Wait, where, do we have other drops from one of your you, favorite you lines? You forgot to mention that I am Sharon Tate. That's right. <laughs> I am I'm Jennifer North. I am. You're I'm, gonna kill or get stabbed. I'm hey. up there doing hey. bust exercises. What? Everybody's Sharon Tate now. Really, move over, Margot Robbie. I'm Sharon Tate. <laughs> She's just following your footsteps. So yes. you're in the art films. She's in the new Tarantino picture playing Sharon Tate. Yes. So yeah. I, oh, which is, they shot down this week from my house. Is, so I, I got so. You knew this was almost too much for me to digest when <laughs> Joan Van Ark told us about it. I was like, oh. Well, you know, we did this 20 years ago, and it was hysterical. It was it was a lot of the same people. What are your favorite lines? Uh, uh, uh anything with his with Tony. I did it for Tony. <laughs> Tony. Uh, Wait, do we have the, films. Do we have the booze and dope? They drummed you right out of Hollywood. Yeah. So you come crawling back to Broadway. Right well, Broadway. Broadway doesn't go for booze and dope. Mm. Now you get out of my way because I've got a man waiting for me. I love the way she says Broadway. Broadway. I, did a, the- I did a thing in San Francisco a few years ago. Uh, I interviewed Patty Duke. On stage at the Castro Theater it was oh, a celebration God. of her career, and we got along very well because the, the first thing I said to her was, "We have so much in common. A hot dog makes me lose control." <laughs> <laughs> and we went from there, and we talked about Valley of the Dolls, and she said, "Well, you know, Mark Robson, who directed, it was not a nice man. <laughs> so he just wasn't. He he loved Susan Hayward. He didn't like me at all. Oh, and of course, you know, Judy Garland started it. I mean, they never. She did the wardrobe test, right. Judy Garland, to play." The, the Helen, the Susan right. Helen Lawson, yeah. and then she just wasn't well enough to do it. But um, so he said he was all excited because he was going to do this picture with Judy Garland and like bring her back. And then so he kind of resented the whole thing. But uh, so he's, and she he's, and Patty said she took it out on he took it out on me. And so I thought, hey, this is right now we're under a cloud here. I'm gonna. <laughs> but uh, it's always it's it's great fun to re-explore the thing. We had such a good time doing it 20 years ago that Steve Tyler. Who produced it back then and, and said I've come up with a whole new charity that needs money and this would be a great way and what more appropriate than the mental health charity because yeah. everybody in that movie <laughs> is crazy. nuts absolutely dolls. they're all I need dolls. they're knucking foots I mean they are <laughs> crazy how about beyond the valley of the dolls oh well Roger well, Ebert wrote that, review of that. that's right now when I was a movie critic in Chicago Roger Ebert was across the, I was number two after Gene Siskel when Roger was the, the critic for the Sun Times and he took a leave of absence 
to write this movie because he had gotten very palsy with Russ Meyer, uh-huh. who yeah. did these kind yeah. of what would now be softcore or hard R. You know, you never saw anything, but it was always girls with gigantic jugs, right? Um, that uh, on bicycle, on on motorbikes usually, right. and so he made this movie, I'm in. And, and he wanted to, <laughs> Fox owned the title Beyond the Valley of the Dolls, and they could never get a real movie out of it. So they handed it to Russ Meyer, and they said, see if you can do anything with it. Wow. And he called Roger and said, do you want to write it? And Roger couldn't resist. And he took a leave of absence from the paper, and he wrote the thing. <laughs> and it's, it's, a, it's a true panic. I would, you know, I would love it's so to. so funny. It, but, it, it, I mean, I, you can't really top it because it's just. I know. we got to have a screening here some night. The, it had, I, it, I, I love movies that shouldn't have been made. Like, what's the one where Joan Crawford played the axe murderer? That, oh, oh, she oh played uh, her. Sure. What? Straight jacket, straight jacket. <laughs> that's the one. Herself from twenty to yeah, like sixty. Right. Is that yeah. and then is she, the, is she the circus ringmaster in that one? Where no, it's where she's she's a murderer and she gets out of prison and Brazil, I don't know, that's she lights her cigarette on the one. on the turntable. She's like, <laughs> and she has these jangly bracelets. Beyond the Valley Dolls has maybe my favorite line in movies, which is uh, uh, this gorgeous girl is trying to get laid with this guy who's like who's who's just like devolved into a jelly. And he says, Harrison, what's the matter? And he says, it's Monica. She thinks I'm gay. And the girl says, you're not gay, Harrison. You're just tired. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Thank you, Roger. That was a Roger (laughs) Evalanche. All right. Bruce Valanche, this has been uh, uh, an honor and a pleasure and a panic and a delight. And what else would James Lipton say? Oh my God! He would he would ask you. He would say, "Say your favorite. Uh, what's your favorite yeah, swear word? Yeah, what's your favorite curse word?" I, you know, I love dipshit. What it, do you dipshit? Because it's yeah, kind of friendly. Good. It's kind of it's like a certain like, yeah. backhanded compliment. It. I like fuck. Well, stick. it's kind of, yeah, but it's kind of like you know you're a shit, but it's dip. The whole idea yeah. of a dip right. is just just crap. Yeah. dipshit. But you know, you're dipshit, but better than a. It's fuck hard stick. to top cunt suck. That's a good. For <laughs> me. Cunt suck is a oh, good one. Wow. All right, That's something that you note. say when you drop the dictionary. Remember dictionaries? Yeah. When you drop one yeah. on your foot, you say, yeah. Cunt suck. Cunt suck. One of those. Fuck. Well, that's what she calls a good Sunday Fuck, night. Suck, yeah. motherfucker. What? <laughs> All right. Bruce Valange, how do we uh, worship you, follow you, whatever? We're going to put up uh, links. You know, I have this. We got Bruce.com, which, which is a fan site. You a don't guy. do Twitter. I don't. I twat not. I'm on, he's not, yeah, he does not twat. You me on Facebook. I am on Facebook. You know why he doesn't twat? Because he's a cunt suck. That's right, because I'm a cunt suck. But there's this, this, this guy, this non-dipshit in uh, Nashville who uh, loves me and follows me, and we got Bruce. Post, and uh, anything you want to post there, he will immediately send to me. Okay. So, All right. And if you're in L.A., go see the show. I'm going to try to yes, go see it at um, the uh, LGBT Center. We'll post about it. And yes, we will. Tweet about it. Absolutely. It's really funny. You'll have a good time. And who you get to watch me kiss Greg Louganis. Oh, yeah. He's not in for that. Well, well, I'm trying to put my hand down his Speedo, but he doesn't wear those anymore. Wow. <laughs> you should. Well, I would, e- easier access. If I were Greg Luganis, I'd never be out of my speedo. <laughs> <laughs> Only for one thing. He was here, yeah. and I agree. I'm questioning now. Yeah. Bruce Valanche, yeah. happy, happy hour. Thank You're you. the shit. Yes. Oh, wow. Cunt suck. Good night. <laughs> Thank you for coming in. Yay! Yeah.